This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all new, better than ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Oh, I've had four scotches. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> That's the out that we're going out with that. <laughs> Welcome to the Brews and Bruins podcast, episode seven of season three, a drinkable podcast you can taste, a the Hockey Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins Die Hard, sponsored by DraftKings, um, a hard listen according to my dad, but not my Bruins dad, as we have Court Lalone here, as well as Colin McDonald, aka the Z that is spoked. Um, how's it going, guys, and what are you drinking? I am drinking a Macallan Gold Double Cask Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. I wouldn't have known what the hell that was until you said Scotch Whiskey. So now, now, <laughs> now we're I, had, I was just like, what, is, what are these words? I'm drinking a Coors Light, and the mountains are blue. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll skip right by the ratings because I don't even have a beer. I have a Keef Cola that has 10 uh, milligrams of THC in it. Um, that so. sounds more like up to, you know, Drew, honestly, buddy, I love you. But like the alcohol doesn't even make sense when I look at you. It, it, what you're drinking now makes way more sense. It lines up. Yeah. Yeah. It lines up better. It really does. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't just have like a vape pen on you right now. <laughs> just this, this old sucker. Um, but yeah. All right. We'll skip right by the drinks. Let's get down to business. Um, I don't know when this is being released, either Wednesday before the game or very late Tuesday night. Uh, but we did get to see the bees in action over the weekend, the first game, a nice win. Um, assuming you guys might have watched. <laughs> oh, I watched, yeah. Well, uh, you well, know. Oh, Colin, no, actually, Colin, Colin didn't. didn't. I forgot All right, so that. we'll start with Colin. What were your thoughts on the game, Colin? Well, I went back and, re- and watched it the next day. Obviously, he had, he had soccer, didn't you, or something? Yeah, I was coaching. I read a game Saturday night under the lights. One in PKs, keep the change, thank you. So you're going to prioritize oh, wow. like... And those are my thoughts on the game. Prioritize like these kids over over the Bruins, really? Colin is a, yeah. uh, is a godsend. I tried to get out of it, but it just wasn't happening. You could have just oh, led with like you coached didn't try to get out. You did. There you go. He coached the victory because he is a genius. Okay, there you go. Yeah, you know. Well then, I'm Court, positive. what are your thoughts on the game? <laughs> 
Uh, Sway played a great game. Uh, he was able to keep the rebounds to the corners. Uh, he was keeping guys away from the uh, the front of the net with the loose pucks, um, which was very important. That was my biggest worry going into this game. It wasn't the fact that they were uh, playing the first game of the year. And I, I truly believe the first 10 games of this season is going to matter more than any other season, just looking at the division. Um, it's just so stacked. Like, Jesus. It's such a hard division this season. Thank God we don't have the Minnesota Wild, though. Toughest team in hockey. Wagon, they're a wagon. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I did feel that they uh, took their foot off the gas in the second period. But uh, I was told differently by uh, friends of ours, uh, mine and Collins, uh, Mr. Dominic Diano. He he explained to me that uh, no, that's not what happened. The other team just played better in the second. But I still, I don't know. The Bruins seemed to dominate that game, and then in the second period, pulled the. Uh, the normal Boston Bruins, and I could just picture Bruce pulling out a little bit more of that hair that he seems to be losing. Love you, buddy, but it's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was still, laughing more. Still than, a man rocket. Did, still Colin, man did rocket you notice Bruce. that he – well, genetics, buddy. That's just the way it works. Yeah. Um, did you did you notice that he had gray hair a couple press conferences ago, and now all of a sudden no. – is Oh, yeah. Go back a couple videos, and he had gray, and now all of a sudden it's back to being its uh, his brown self. I'm going to guess on the uh, – the, the DIY on that hair there, but uh, well, the you, Bruce and Bruins is sponsored by Just for Men. Really? No, not. Oh, no. That, that, would been, <laughs> that would have been a very good segue. But no, I, 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 I felt what I watched out there wasn't bad, and um, you know, it w- the third line played very well, which was needed, I would say, this season. Um, as much as everybody's always said we need the second line, I think uh, Taylor Hall and Smith will carry Charlie Coyle. No offense, Mr. Charlie Coyle, but um, Taylor Hall is a wagon, as, as Colin would say. And uh, the first line was awesome. The third line, Jake DeBrusk getting a goal. He needed it more than anybody else out there. Um, let's just keep building his confidence. DeBrusk on the third pair was a choice, but uh, who am I to... Uh... DeBrusk? No, I'm sorry. Uh, Grizz on the third pair was a choice, but uh, who am I to... Uh tell somebody that uh, they don't know what they're doing when they're picking their lines. I'm not that guy. So uh, we'll see. You got Sway going in game two. Um, if he plays well, I feel bad for Linus Allmark because uh, I don't see him going back in the net. I do, We all watched Bruce um, over the years. He plays the goalie that's playing well. And if Sway plays well, that's just like he did in game one, then I think it's his net to uh, keep for the season. What do you think they're calling? Uh, I just saw the picture of Bruce with the gray hair. It still See? looks great, but it's it's there. <laughs> it's Pretty definitely gray. there, right? Eh? And now it's gone. Because if you look yeah, at my like, shaved it off. No, he did not. He dyed that son of a gun. I'm gonna a haircut. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna detective Cousteau this and I will get back to you. I will I will send a message to a certain someone to see if this mm. is my my assumptions are correct. Yeah, he probably did. Um I think since Linus Olmark is going to be starting against Buffalo, he should just to like really win back the Bruins fans that are already for whatever reason shitting on him. Uh, the, the second the puck drops, he should rip the mask off, drop all his shit, and just try to fight everybody on Buffalo, uh, <laughs> and just start beating the wheels off of like Casey Middlestad or something, just to really get back in the hearts of Bruins fans because everyone lost their mind in preseason because he gave up a couple of rebounds and goals and stuff. 
that overtime thing was very funny. I'm sorry, when he just threw the puck. <laughs> oh, wait, hey, well, look at your shirt. Uh, just I can never say it. Forget it. Igor in, that was uh, it. in New York. I watched that overtime last night. I was cheering for Rangers. I got him in my pool, Igor. Um, that was a wild OT. Was it not? And it was like three minutes of it go rocks. back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then, you know, the prodigal son, Captain Pants Boy, misses an open mm. net. Yeah, he did. And they lose the game. It's a like, shame. It's honestly it's a shame. 45 seconds later. It's a shame. I hate to see that. You hate I, to see I, that stuff. I hate, I hate to see it. But also, mm. going back to your gray hair thing, like, look, at you can't shave it away. It just... It stays there forever. It's it just. Did you get a haircut anywhere. recently? I got one today. Thank you. Yeah, you're looking it looks sharp. great. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. I haven't shaved in weeks. <laughs> I get one every two weeks. A haircut two every weeks? two weeks. Yeah, every two weeks. About about that. Two or three weeks. It's usually two weeks. I, I book ahead. Uh, but I had to do. I I went on a family vacay last week after the cat died. So we uh, we got away for a bit. Took, took the daughter to uh, some Great Wolf Lodge. Had some indoor water park action. Some beverages. Oh, oh yeah, it was fantastic. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. It was it was well needed. Um, mm. we, you know, we got two new cats here now. Yeah, I want, honestly, I want comfy. You know, I wanted to you're, name you're... them Tuca, but uh, daughter would not go for it. She's like, Daddy, he's 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 not on the team anymore. I'm like, Honey, yes, yes he, he is. is. Just <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bruins fans out there. If if you're mad at the goaltender now, just remember Tuka Rask mm. will be your goaltender in the playoffs. <laughs> Get over mm. it, you losers. Do oh. you, could could you see Swayman? Because I, I think if Rask comes back, it'll be him and Swayman sharing the net because I don't think mm. I, I I worry a little bit about Rask's health. I think playoffs, you they would go with Rask's, but I could easily see it being a 50-50 split, maybe 60-40. Uh, when uh, he returns. I could see Linus Allmark stealing his net back um, very easily. He's a very good goalie. I think the uh, what Colin was alluding to was this fan base needs to get their head out of their butts and remember that it's just preseason. Um, if he comes and stands on his head against Buffalo, which I, I honestly think he can, Buffalo is uh, not that good. Um, Two and zero. Oh. Yeah, I don't think that matters. Um, on pace for a perfect season. Yeah, yeah, on pace. Hey, Heinen, our boy, he's on pace for what? 86 82 goals, 82 goals. Yeah. Mm. Good player. But I do think Linus Olmark is, the plan was to have Sway in the minors this year. It wasn't the plan to have him up the whole season. If Tuca was around, if Tuca was around, Jeremy Swayman would be the starting goalie for Providence. We wouldn't even be having this conversation. So, um Swayman's development needs starts. Um we'll see. I it's not my call. It's what do you think, Colin? What do you think is gonna happen? The goalies when Rask is technically back in December. Yeah, I mean he's coming back for sure. Yeah, he's getting tr- he's getting treated at the tr- at the arena. Let's let's be real here, people. He's there yeah. every day. I think I mean who I mean it totally depends. If like Swayman and uh Olmark are even, then I'm sure Sway will go back down to Providence. But I mean, if Swayman's putting up like much better numbers, then I don't like you can't be like, yeah, well, you know, we're still going to send you back down anyways, especially if Olmark's struggling. So I think, I mean, like you said before, it's whoever's hot. So it'd be interesting. Three headed goalie, three headed monster of the goalies. 
They couldn't be a bad thing. I think Sway is the future. Uh, I think he's proven that. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it could be like a Jack Stadnika situation where um, he was good enough to be on this hockey club. It's just he didn't have to clear waivers. And that's the only reason Jack Studnika is there because they need him as center. They don't want to play him on his wing. I've, been, I've actually been saying it for years. I've actually been called an idiot about it like three or four times. He can be the right winger. That's not their their plan. That never will be their plan. Um, Jack, St- Jack Studnika, you can mark my words here, will be the third-line center for the Boston Bruins next season. Could be the third-line center for the Boston Bruins later on this season. Um, you never know. Because um, Bruce has alluded to it already after game one that he's not happy with his fourth line. That's the one yeah. line where he did not speak highly of after game number one. And he yeah, usually think, loves the fourth line. I think Stanika would definitely be the first call up from Providence if there were an injury. I know they got bleed scratch, but I'd easily play. I think that is a waivers thing too. Because it's bleed on a two way now. Because I know you re signed, but. Colin? Yeah, ninety-nine percent sure. But I Colin is the guy. Like, if if this there was a show where you could just ask the person the question, he's the next Mick Collagio. He's the the up and comer. Just got a profile picture train. <laughs> where to go? Why is it I thought he was on a? I thought oh Bleed was. Uh, he would have to clear waivers. I I could be mistaken though. Why is it not telling me? But I'm anyway, like 99 percent sure it's not a two-way. Sorry, good. I think uh, Stunika would still get called up, and I think I, the Bruins have for so long gone with young centers on the wing because they're always clogged at center. And now we're getting to the point where we're not, and I really am missing those days where we had like six centermen that could easily be in the in the top nine. And so they just have to like throw them on the wing and get them adjusted to wing. I mean, Marshawn started as a center. Um, but Taylor Hall's the center. Is, Taylor is, uh, really? Joe Haggerty would always allude to all the time. <clears throat> but no, Taylor Hall did play center before, but he's obviously better on the wing. But yeah, I was just bringing up that L from Joe Haggerty. Big L. Oh, that's that's always welcome on this podcast. See, when Tuka Rask leads the Bruins to the Cup, we have it in. We have it there. There's evidence. There's tweets that he will come on the podcast. Yeah, but do can can I just come on to make fun of him? Just be that guy in the background. Well, we'll just have like a that. revolving door. We'll just have we'll drop the link to like fifty different people or fifty best friends. We'll make there a we list, go. and yeah, everyone can have uh, like five minutes to say say whatever they want to Hags. Oh, and, and I'm gonna put this out there now, Colin. I know Drew already has tickets to every game pretty much. Colin, end of March, Tampa. And I think the other game is the Islanders. You could be is that like, when you're coming back, back down? I will be down for my daddy's birthday. There we go. See, that's the noise. I'll be there. <laughs> I know you will. Drew, I'll, I'll well, give it to Drew. Drew hasn't missed one of my trips to Boston yet. It's easy when my dad has the seasons. I can just be like, hey, is that taken? You're totally not just planning on going to the Florida Panthers game, right? If it was like a Habs game or something... Well, then yeah, I'd you, have trouble getting the ticket, but when it's just usually I do come music. for terrible games. I'm not gonna lie. It's like Red Wings or the <laughs> Drew's always like, Yeah, I'm there. Or when it's a good game, Drew's like, I'll just be at the bar, just come get me after. Well, it, it's the end of the <laughs> season too, and I don't know how they, you know, make the schedule, but it almost feels like, ah, oh, we gotta throw in these random teams at the end. And then they kind of prioritize making some divisional stuff, but 
Well, it's it's and always you'll see. It worked out that it's a Thursday night game and then a, a Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon game. I love those Saturday afternoon games. Mind you, with no the fours, um, it's going to hurt my eyes. I'm going to have a yeah. little tear coming down. I, I'm not going to Sullivan's tap, that's for sure. <laughs> but Hurricanes. Uh, there's a couple of places in the garden now too. I've like heard I've heard I've heard things. Well, we'll see. Um, I'm going to the Leafs Bruins game on November sixth, so uh, it's going Behind to enemy be enemy lines off the hook. I'm in the box, so it won't. It won't be as bad. I'll be in the in in the uh, the luxury box there. So you'll you can chirp from the luxury box. One hundred percent. Honestly, I'm going to be sending texts telling somebody line combinations while I'm drunk, and just be like, "Yeah, what were you thinking?" Or you could just take videos of them from up above, just slowly oh. zooming in all creepily. I'll be giving Dom and I'll get Dom and Colin to give me some uh, some uh, pointers of what what to say and be like, hey, what were you thinking here? What were you thinking there? <laughs> Speaking of the Toronto Maple Leafs, um, a person, uh, a friend, a big fan we are of Nick Ritchie. Um, I-, I wanted to bring him up today because he is a former Bruins legend. Um, yes, he is. He is getting absolutely trashed. He's getting roasted. Roasted today in Toronto media, like roasted really bad. Um, and the fan base, I have, I've taken a toll, poll, sorry, with my friends. Um, <laughs> they hate him. They think he is garbage, garbage truck on fire. They were also very worried when Kasha took took a shot and got off the ice last night. Well, it's oh, well, their it's fault. Toronto. It's, it's Toronto's media's fault for hyping. Like, it's the same shit every year with whatever new player they feel like. Like when Wayne Simmons signed, they're like, oh, that's the one. That's like the toughness that's going to lead us to the promised land. They did the same thing with Clifford. Like, I'm getting you a mic arm for Christmas, by the way. That's that's happening. Well, no, I have it. I'm just playing with it. I know I'm going to send you one, like a mic arm. Like it actually sticks to your desk. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to play with it. Because it doesn't yeah, make a noise. Sometimes I want to. Um, you like playing with it. Someone's got to do it. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, but these fucking Toronto media people, they're like, Nick Ritchie, look what he did with the Bruins. And so they're just like, dude, you don't play like the Bruins. No one on your team plays the Boston Bruins. Like, it's not going to work. I promise you. If you try to stick him on that first line with – Whoever, like, he's not going to be able to keep up. Like, it's just not going to happen. Imagine trying to stick him on a line with Bergeron and Pasternak. Like, that wouldn't have worked either. So now they're all going to get mad at him. It's like, well, it's your fault. You literally hype your fan base up like he was the next Eric Lindros running around scoring 50 and murdering people. And now they're mad at him for, like, not being able to be on their first line, which like, well, yeah, that that should be expected. So it's their fault. I believe they said today that uh, Merrick and all them were talking today and they were like, uh, he's, he's supposed to be out there hitting and he's just not doing any of it. And I'm like, wow, it's like game two. Yeah, like that's our- the thing too. Well, they've played four somehow. This schedule is insane. The schedule is so fucked. I think the, the Bruins Kraken's are behind by like five game. games all season. Seattle's right now playing in their fifth game. Yeah, and yet yeah, you look at the Bruins' March schedule. When I come down to Boston, I'm like, yikes! They play a mm-hmm. lot of hockey at the end of the season. And yeah, I and they have like and eleven I'll, games in two days. And I'll, I'll bring this up again because of this division: um, Florida dangerous, Tampa dangerous. The fact that Florida and Tampa have to play so they play each other twice in the first ten games in the season 
hilarious schedule right there. Like you're you're having in very important hockey games at the very beginning of the season. Yeah. Well done, NHL. Well done. Mm-hmm. Um, Montreal is getting slaughtered by San Jose. Montreal's done. They're they're they originally it's for nothing. They originally want I wanted them to be the spoiler. I think that's going to be Ottawa. I love them sickos. I think mm, Ottawa is going to be the spoiler on the Toronto Maple Leafs because they've already what they they beat them already this year. I think they will be that team that will stick in the side of the Toronto Maple Leafs this season. I, I'm going to call it I now. Love it. The Florida Panthers take the division. Tampa Bay comes in second. Boston comes in third, and the Toronto Maple Leafs do not make the playoffs. Not even wild card. Not even wild card because you look at that division, they're going to have to play each other a lot. That first 10 games of the season means a ton. Um, you need to come out of that losing a minimum two games. Those 10, that those first 10 are so important in this division to, to, to gain space. And I truly believe that your, your, your top two teams are automatically in that third place team. That's the wild card spot. So then Boston's in the wild card, and you look at the other side, you got the Islanders, you got the Rangers. Rangers are making the playoffs. Their goalie is taking them to the playoffs. So I Toronto's gonna have a hard time getting over Boston, Tampa, and Florida. I, I just I don't see it this year. Um, I still think in that very first sh- uh shortened season of COVID, Toronto doesn't even make the playoffs. Florida makes the playoffs. I think um <clears throat> in terms of the wild card. And we talked about this on the last, not the last episode, the episode before that. I don't know. We did some predictions or some shit at some point. You know, dumb <laughs> hockey predictions where I predicted Bruins over the Avs in seven. Um, Interesting. Interesting take. Um, I think that at least one of the Atlantic teams will be uh, a wild card, but mm-hmm. I could easily see it being both where five teams come out of the Atlantic. Um, I had Detroit as my dark horse of making the playoffs as that last wild card. And I think the Bruins are the other wild card. I don't know what order, but I see I see it either being, uh, well, Tampa, Toronto, and Florida in those top three locked and the Bruins sneak in with a wild card. Because the Bruins, they always hit some sort of hiccup at some point in the season. Fair. Um, and I think... I they're usually playing catch up at the end. They're, it's never, never just clear cut. Oh yeah. They're going to be, you know, the top team in the division uh, with four games remaining, you know, it's always down to the wire. Um, so yeah, I could easily, but I could easily see there being two wild card teams. And I really hope Detroit. I really do. I it's really, take. Well, I want, Ottawa, I buddy. want sickos. Wh- when they realigned everything and Detroit came over to the Atlantic, I was like, please give me another sick original six rivalry. And then Detroit sucked. Um, so I would, I would like to see that happen again. I would love to see a Bruins Detroit series and the Bruins kick ass, but with, with Eiserman in charge there now, I, I can see Detroit being a very good hockey club in three years. Um, it's going to be tough for them. I, if, if any team to me, this is just my opinion. Dark horse in that Atlantic will be Ottawa. Um, they've got some young talent. They've got some great defensemen. They've got some great forwards. They can agitate and they can, it's almost like they can Muhammad Ali a game. They can, they can just button hook and just sit over in the corner and all of a sudden come back in the end and win the game. And you're like, what, what just happened? How did Ottawa Senators just beat me? Just like the Montreal Canadiens went to the Stanley Cup finals last year. I think the Ottawa Senators could be that team. But I just, I look over at that Metropolitan with Pittsburgh. 
Um, like if Tristan Chari actually plays good hockey, I, I look out. And then you have Washington, and then you have the Islanders, and then you have the Rangers. That's four really good hockey those, clubs. Those are the three teams I got out of the Metro. I, I honestly think Penguins missed the playoffs. I could see Carolina it's maybe getting in see, there. But that, see, that's Carolina and Pittsburgh are in for me. That's why Toronto's not. I just Carolina's just their defense is so good and their forwards are so fast. And I think Toronto's biggest problem is Toronto and their top line. They really don't have anything in that bottom six. I just much respect to Andre Kasha, but I feel like he's playing with a bunch of plugs. And I, I've watched a couple games because there hasn't been Bruins games. And it's yikes. Jack Campbell's the only reason the Toronto Maple Leafs have won any games. Otherwise, that team is just, they haven't won a game this year. They're terrible. Their goaltender let's, keeps them in the game. Let's shoot it over to the West because we got uh, our, our inside man here, Colin. Uh, uh, Minnesota Wild are the best team in the NHL. Minnesota, how's Minnesota going to com- perform this season? I have them finishing second or third in that division behind Colorado. And then they're actually playing Winnipeg right now, but it's between those two. So far, Hellebuck looks like shit. Doesn't he? Um, they oh, talked about him on so the radio bad. today. Friedman I mean, like said, Vasilevsky has also looked fucking terrible. So, like, yes, you know, I'm not going to put a whole lot into it. But, I mean, it's been literally two games. But I have Minnesota and Winnipeg battling for that second spot. Um, St. Louis, I'm just not wow. convinced – I don't. I just something about St. Louis. They just rub me the wrong way. I don't know if it's like. I wonder what it is. Do they rub? Yeah, yeah. Can't tell you. Couldn't tell you. You know, there's no history there with Boston and St. Louis or anything or nothing. Undercutting Ryan O'Reilly is a tough one, though. He is. He's very good. Right, but then I look at like you're you're betting on. Oh my God, Kaprizov. Oh my God. Um, sorry. Uh, (laughs) What game are you watching now? You can't. You can't switch games without telling me. I'm watching the Wild game. Uh, oh, and Winnipeg just scored. Awesome. Great. Uh, fuck my life. Um, did Hellebuck no, score? No, but... What? No. So did Hellebuck score? Bastard. Well, you, you know, they, they talked about Hellebuck today, and they were like, Gibson's the goalie for the Team USA, and Hellebuck's got to try and get his net back. And then, sneaky thing here, Colin, this was mentioned mm-hmm. today, a rumor, John Gibson to the Minnesota Wild. Why would they do that? Go all in. There's no you have Cam Talbot, so and John then Gibson's you better. Cocking in behind them, and they don't have cap space. Well, there was the talk of trading certain players to get it done, but hey, you never know. I don't think I don't think that's in the cards, to be honest with you. Oh, I don't I don't know much about the Wild besides that Krill is awesome and he's insane. He's a maniac. I'm watching them right now. This will be my first Minnesota Wild experience. Yeah, they're really fucking good. They're very fun. I love Minnesota. I mean, I don't watch too many games, but played with them in Shell, like a franchise, and went like hey, 15 years. Speaking of the best cup. new video game. I was going to get to that at some Holy point, but also Jesus. with Minnesota, I, I then would watch them. Uh, you know, I'd watch the playoffs and catch the Bruins and then the West Coast game after. And then, you know, Minnesota was in those first rounds, you know. And, uh, so, so I got a question <laughs> for you guys. So with Nick Ritchie gone, who fills in that spot with those goals? Who's the guy that's that's not? Oh, there you go. It's that it's that uh, Car- Zuccarella guy. He's, he's pretty good. 
Um, he's been real good. He plays really well with Kaprizov. It's it, they're very fun weird, to watch. Weird when you think about it, him and even Zabinajad getting traded from their teams, and it never made any sense. Like, why would you give up on players like that? But anyways, that that's sidetracking. I want to know a Bruins question. This is the Boston Bruins podcast, and I'm taking over the hosting gigs right now. That's just how it goes. That's fine, Dad. Who is going to get those goals? Like, who is that guy? I'm not talking about the power play goals because we all know that those will come, and I, I, I truly believe the Bruins power play will be better off this season with McAvoy on that anchor. But who who's going to be that new guy in the bottom six that's going to get those goals? Um... Hala, Felino, a combo of them. I think I think those two guys are gonna work. I, from what I've watched already uh, in that first game, but um, I just have a feeling they're gonna click really well. You know, it's two guys who have been in the league; they have experience, and two guys that are new to this team playing on the same line. Um, I think that could bode well. And if they can get DeBrusque too, it can just be like these misfits. You know, DeBrusque hasn't locked down a role in his entire career here. Um, and yeah, like I said, Felino and Hall, the new one. And then Felino is kind of that veteran too. Um, Felino's a stud. I think stud. it's a really good combo. And what I would ideally love to see, and I know it's probably not going to happen, maybe trade that line, but probably not going to happen, uh, would be to get a solid, solid second line right wing and then have Smith down there on the third line because then that third line becomes a powerhouse, I think. I, really, I like Smith. It, I know I love Smith too, but if you can get, I don't know, like another Taylor Hall on the right wing, obviously they can't fit it with Cap. Why don't they get like a David Krejci at center? Oh, that would be sick too. I miss that guy. Mm, we all built do. Rock, built, built my rock upon this church. I built this church. So you're, you're, you're waging whatever. your bet is somebody on that third line. Yeah, not yeah, I think I think it's that a combo right now without lasers. I think it's a combo of that entire third line. As much as uh, the fan base loves Trent Frederick, um, sorry Tony, but uh, yeeks, he's not looking too good. I know Who's it's only Trent one Frederick. Game. I know Trent. Did you mean Trent Fred and yeah, Eric? Dude, seriously, are you like? Come on now. He he does. He didn't look good in the preseason. He didn't look good in the playoffs last year. Um, he just doesn't look good. Let's be honest here. Maybe he turns. I don't know. We'll see. He's really good at punching people in the face. Yeah, you know you need that to win a cup. You know, Colin, a who do you got? Who, who's got your twenty goals? Does Jake? Are you talking about get... just bottom six? Yeah, give me who's who's going to be. Your I think best Jake DeBrusque is the one that scores the goals in the bottom six. Yeah, I think it. I think that third line with him, Hala, and Felino. You have Felino, who is just a really smart hockey player. He's solid. He's really good on the forecheck. He's really good in his own zone along the walls, breaking the puck out. Um, and now you have Halla playing with DeBrusque and playing with speed. And I think that – I think Jake DeBrusque is at his best, and it sounds like a bad thing, but it's not when he's not thinking. I think sometimes when you put him with Charlie Coyle and Charlie Coyle's doing the thing where he's wheeling around the offensive zone with the puck on his tape, um, which is, like, fun to watch, I think that gives Jake DeBrusque too much time to be like, okay, where do I go now? Where do I – okay, I don't mm. – what, what's going on right now? I think he's point. really good in very quick spurts when he's not thinking and he's playing fast. I think that's when you get the the best out of Jake DeBrusque. Um, and if you look at the goal that he scored the other day, it was just a smart hockey play. You have Felino going in, um, challenging for the puck. It comes loose and we'll hollow put it across. And then Jake DeBrusque is just right there on the doorstep. Um, 
So I think that line's going to be solid for them. I really like them in every game they've been in so far, preseason and in game one. So I think Jake DeBrusque has a very legitimate chance to put up 20 again, even on that third line, because I think it's now a more balanced lineup too, where you can rely on that bottom six more than you could before to actually yeah. produce offense. Mm-hmm. And we, all, I think we all know that like, that top line is obviously incredible. It's the best line in the National Hockey League, but their sweet spots playing like what 17, 18 minutes a night. Yeah. If when they have to get stretched to 20 to 21, 22 minutes, then they're not as effective. And um, Marchand gets stupid penalties usually. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. like a cranky toddler at that point. Just, Honestly, yeah. I also Which, I mean, like your, yeah. your name for the whom, third line. Whom's the toys? You know, that's, <laughs> that's the name for the third line, by the way. Misfit Toys. The Bruise and Bruins podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. NFL fans, hungry for a big win this week? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. To feel the sweat like never before. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code THPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Huge future here. Huge, huge. Wet. What right now? regardless whether it's only been one game, where is the biggest hole the Bruins have right now in the, in, in the forwards, because it's the easy answer is saying they need help on the back end. Let's be real here. The fact that no, no offense to Forbert, but playing with McAvoy, like, come on, we all know if we can get a left shot top, top defender, that's, that's the uh, piece of the resistance. But let's be honest here. Also, if Jake DeBrus gets off to a hot start, don't be looking at Jake DeBrusque in a Boston Bruins uniform too long because you're going to get a defenseman out of that guy. That's just the way it's going to go. Mm. Um, but what's the biggest hole in forward? S- second line center. You think, eh? You, not, you, you, not you, just so you get... I mean, you could look at the fourth line, but I feel like you can have Lazar in there. You can try bleed. You can call up Stanika. There's options there, and it's just going to be a rotating door until they find something that works. Can but... Stanika play fourth line, though? Well, then maybe you throw him on the third, but that third could be clicking. All right, you trade yeah. Stutnika because he'll never wow. be through as long as Hala and Felino are on the team. Makes no and, sense. Uh, <laughs> you just roll roll Felino and Hala on every single line, like even the erection line, um, and just give Marshy and Pasta a break. They'll run it with Berge. Um, I, I You can't bench Berge. That's Berge's line. You can't take him away. Um, but, yeah, I think I still... It, like you said, if, if Coyle's to perform, he's going to be kind of carried by Hall and uh, Smith, I think, as well. And Well, Taylor Hall runs that line. Well, yes, yes. 
it, I really wanted to see more of Krejci there uh, with Hall. Maybe I think that would have been lethal because they finally, they finally got him a winger. Finally, after so long of Jake DeBrusque and whoever the hell else they could get on, um, that pisses me off. But I st- I, Sorry, I'm Colin. not a hundred percent confident in Coil there yet. Um, I really think. They're not going to bump him down to the third. They need no. him there. There's no, no one else that can play there. He's their future second line center. Let's be real here. Yeah, I mean, you signed that contract. If he if he doesn't perform up to second line center standards, you're not going to be able to trade him. If he can't perform with a guy like Taylor Hall on his line, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Colin, what's your take on Charlie Coyle? It's, it's, it's one I game. I think that line's going to be fine. I thought they were. I think so, too. I think they were, like... Yeah, they were on the ice for the goal against or whatever, and they didn't score, but I thought they did just about everything right. I thought they looked good, and I thought they looked really good in that the Charlie Coyle's first game back in the preseason. Yep. I don't think you need your center, especially when the left wing is Taylor Hall. You don't really need Charlie Coyle to be that play driver. Like, Even if you think about the 2019 playoffs when he was going off, he wasn't the playmaker on that line. The playmaker was Marcus Johansson and Coyle was pretty much the finisher. So I don't, I have no real, like there's not a big part of me that doesn't think that Charlie Coyle can't score a goal from like the net mouth. When Taylor Hall's the one driving play of Craig Smith shooting from like literally everywhere and playing just like very successful NHL level college hockey. He's just such a college yeah, hockey player, dude. Good, it's so such funny. Such a good description. That's well, he literally played. He's Polino's a psycho line. college hockey player. When did we get a Craig player. on this hockey team? That, that was, was I was dying. That was the best. Was line like, ever. I, we have a Craig on this team, um, <laughs> but I think that line's gonna be fine because again, yeah. Taylor Hall is the play driver. Coil when he is healthy and he's not like dying. Um, He's a very good possession player. So even if they're not putting up a ton of points, they're definitely not going to be some like anchor where they're still going to have the puck the majority of the time they're on the ice. So whether or not they produce, like obviously we want them to, I think Taylor Hall's going to, and I think Charlie Coyle is capable of it. And I think Craig Smith got better and better as the year went on. So -hmm. I think a full year with those two in a healthy and confident Charlie Coyle, I think they're going to be fine. Um, I still wouldn't rule out though, like you said, if they want to go big at the deadline and go for that Thomas Hurdle, that wouldn't shock me either. And have him there, and maybe he's your but future you, number one from there. But like, do you think I don't know if it's like as big of a hole as because we're not trying to replace David Krejci, you're just trying to get a second line center that can play with Taylor Hall and Craig Smith. Correct. Like, that's Correct. my biggest thing. I don't like when people are like you're trying to replace Krejci with Coyle. It's like, no, you're trying to get, have someone that can play second line center. You're not replacing. No one's going to replace David Krejci. Correct. David Krejci is a unicorn in the NHL. There's not a whole lot of guys that play like David Krejci successfully in today's game. There's not a lot of people who can be like not that fast and still put up really good numbers and play really well with a guy like Taylor Hall. So Could- they need a second line center. And I don't. I don't think Charlie Coyle's like. I don't think that can't work, which is like what everyone's all fired up about because of his contract and how bad it was last last season. Yeah, I, I think Taylor Hall is a very underrated passer. Um, That's his think, game. He's he's a yeah. he's more of a passer than he is a shooter. And people and people in Boston, you I see it all over social media. They're like Taylor Hall's going to score goals. I'm like, well, Taylor Hall is is almost like a Mitch Marner. Like Mitch Marner gets a ton of points from assists, and Taylor Hall 
Um, he makes some sick, sick, sick passes. He's just getting apples left, right, and center. And if he's got Craig Smith driving to the net on a regular basis, which he has, like regardless, it's Craig Smith. Craig Smith is going to do the same thing over and over again, and he's never not going to do it. He's going to drive the net. He's going to hit in the corners. He's going to get loose pucks, and he's going to shoot from everywhere. So if he's got Taylor Hall, Craig Smith gets 20 to 25 goals this year. Easy. Easy playing on Taylor Hall's line. All he has to do is put the puck in the net. Um, Charlie Coyle gets 20 goals easy playing on a line with Taylor Hall. And Taylor Hall, easy, gets 25 to 30 goals, but 40 assists, easy. So there you go. That second line is fine. I... I look at that fourth line right now and I, I just I hear he's been saying it all preseason and now he's saying it after game one over and over again. He is not happy with that. Your third line looks great. Bearing injury, that third line is set. Yeah, I don't see how you 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 have a guy in Felino that could play second line on most teams in the NHL. So and Jake DeBrus can play on some teams in the NHL, not most, but on some teams in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um so that third line is a second line on some teams. So I think their biggest hole right now, and it's going to be a problem, is their fourth line, and it's usually a strength. We went from having a fourth line that's always a strength with this hockey club when the guy like Nolachari was anchoring that to a weakness. Yeah, definitely. It was a weakness last year, and it's a weakness this year. It's not going to get any better. If it was bad last year and it didn't, it hasn't changed much, it's still going to be Thomas Nosek is not solving the problem on that fourth line. Curtis Lazar Ooh, was fantastic. Different. I think it's a very different fourth line. Like mm-hmm. we're used to like we're so we're used to like so like 2018 and 2019, like when that fourth line was at its best, when it, it was like Achari, Corrali, Wagner, Nordstrom, like that, like revolving four. Mm-hmm. Um we're kind of used to when the Bruins were at their at their best in those two years that was the line that Cassidy was throwing out against other mm-hmm. teams, top lines, especially at home. And mm-hmm. then you have Bergeron, Krejci and everyone else just eating other teams alive, just based on matchups. And now it's a little bit less reliable. And you bring in a Thomas Nosek, not to replace like the defensive work when Charlie or when Sean Corrales was at his best, he's someone that can actually add a scoring element to the fourth line. So that's where the value lies with him. It's not the same as like, if you look at the numbers from the past couple of years, that fourth line, they get about like 18, 20, 25% offensive zone faceoffs. They live in their D zone. They don't put up any numbers whatsoever. And even when they have the opportunity to, it was just never, there was no one that could really finish. Thomas Nosek can. And I think Trent Frederick right now needs to figure out what kind of a player he is. I think he's mm-hmm. a lot better at center than he is at wing. But when he was at the beginning of the year last season, when he was like, playing pretty good hockey he had the identity where he was just an absolute fucking prick to everybody on the ice and then he kind of went too far and then he got confused so now it's kind of like you need to figure out what you are in the national hockey league and i think once he figures that out i think he will be a good nhl player what's his ceiling i don't know but i do think he's kind of battling that he definitely was a second half of last season. And then he got sick last season, like not COVID, but like worse. It was, that was how he worded it. I was like, that sounds terrible. Um, but I think he's kind of, he needs to figure out his identity. I think he can be fine on that fourth line. I think it's a lot better when Lazar's in there too, even though Coleman's a good player. Um, but I think uh, Trent Frederick just needs to figure out what his identity is in the NHL and he'll be fine. 
So I agree with you there. Just a different fourth line. Just don't agree on the Coolman part. That that that's a, a I agree on the Coolman part. He's a fourth line. He's a really good fourth line right winger. He's a really good guy that just skates around the ice like a chicken with his head cut off and does nothing over and so. over again. But he's, he's also really another, I disagree. He's he another natural skate. center, by the way. He, he can really just skate up and down mm-hmm. the ice real well, though. But anyway, no, I think I think Coolman's a good player. I think sure. I think anybody in your NHL, if you have realistic expectations of Carson Coolman, then he's a good player. If you want to be a second line right wing, then no, he's nope. not going to be your guy. I, I had a everybody in the NHL is a good player. It's just Carson Coleman has shown me nothing, nothing that he is an NHL player. He showed me everything that he's an AHL player, nothing that he's an NHL player. I think Coleman's fine there on the fourth line. I think I agree with you, Colin, how you know Trent Frederick's trying to find figure out what kind of player he is. I think that whole line is they are that yeah. that's the line of misfits right there. Um, right. and I think Coleman. You know, in college, he was a great two-way centerman, like fantastic two-way centerman. And I still think a lot of that has translated to the NHL. No, he's not a top six guy, but I trust him there on the fourth line. I was a little iffy when he was getting third line minutes, but fourth line, I'm fine with that, especially as they're testing this out. And yeah, you got Lazar there, leads there. Laser. Um, I think... He reminds me a little bit of Daniel Paye because he's got the speed. If he can throw his weight around a little bit more, Jesus. But he's also he's a smart player. Mm-hmm. He is. He could kill. I'd trust him on the penalty kill. Mm-hmm. He's a, really he's a fourth liner. Player. You need him to eat the minutes anyway. But he is a smart two way player. Yeah, and you're right. He's a centerman. You can just throw him out there at center if you need. So. But, uh, Frederick, he played, he played he a lot of center to, and in the AHL too. He played a lot of center with the Providence. Frederick Bruins. Frederick does need to figure out what kind of player he is, and I think Nozick's the perfect guy for that job. So it's basically going to be who do you surround Nozick with as the season goes along. And and to be honest, if you if your fourth line is your issue, um, we've learned with Don Sweeney, he's very good at acquiring bottom six players that can fill the roles. He's mm-hmm. I think he's very good at re-signing players. And he's amazing, amazing at filling in bottom six. Absolutely horse poop with unrestricted free agents. Hopefully Nick Felino is the uh the I, I think Don- Craig Smith was a pretty good one though. Oh yeah, the sorry, you're correct. You're correct. But he's just he's had a track record of some woofs in the past. Well, but rem- if, remember if you're gonna pick a Achilles heel from this Boston Bruins hockey club, what is it? doesn't have to be a player it can be a situation it could be a uh it can be a position it could be anything charlie mcavoy getting injured that's very 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 the, sure. their season's over if charlie mcavoy gets injured like i mean long-term injury or in the playoffs then I... so if it happens now i'm gonna get in on, i get in on a plane because i can't drive it's... officially yet and i'm gonna smack the, you upside the head the top line can carry the offense but they can't play all the defense for you either like two, two of them can in addition two of them can Two of them can. Yeah, but not the. I don't think they can carry three defensemen. Oh, I know. I, I they don't can carry all the you. scoring, no problem. But I, I don't. think Anyways, they can carry. So your your Achilles heel is if Charlie McAvoy gets hurt. Call him. Yeah, because then that defense is fucked. Fair enough. What is their biggest need? Their biggest need. Well, Achilles heel. What could kill them? Like if if they don't well, solve I, problems, I think... it could be not filling a role. It could be a certain player going down. It could be anything you want it to be. 
could be a coaching change. You do that, I will kill you. <laughs> I think it's if too soon, Drew. Too soon. If Olmark doesn't correct the preseason and Swayman decides to have like a couple, like maybe like a month and a half where he decides to be like a 22 year old goaltender in the National Hockey League <laughs> that we not. usually see, and Tuca comes back and he's not healthy, I think that's your ultimate doomsday scenario. Um, I don't like people are pretty hard on that defense. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that their big UFA they signed for the back end was Derek Forbert. Um, you still have probably the best five on five defenseman in the national hockey league in all three zones. Yep. You still have Matt Grizzlick where even if in he is on that pair. third pair, if that's your, so like the thing with that is now you have like, I can understand wanting Grizz and McAvoy to be on the same pair because we watched it be a top five pair in the National Hockey League last season. But I think when I went back and rewatched the first game, I saw obviously a lot of Forbert and McAvoy on the ice together. I also saw a lot of offensive face-offs where it was Grizz and Mac um, out on the ice together. And I guess that in the, that kind of made more sense a little bit. But mm-hmm. I think even if Grizzlick's on your third pair, now you have a puck mover on all three pairs. Um, and I think if you can, McAvoy's easily capable of playing 24, 25, 26, 27, 28 minutes a night. I think Forbert's sweet spot is probably 16 or 17. So if you're filling in that with also putting Mac and Grizz on the ice together a lot, especially with all those offensive zone draws, I don't think it's as bad as everyone wants it to be because it feels like everyone's just wanting to shit on Derek Forbert. I'm starting to feel bad for the guy. I, I think he's getting that. a little bit more comfortable. He like when he makes a mistake, it's bad. I think it's one of those like he like didn't Bruce say it after the game that he said if if you're not noticing him, that's probably a good thing. Yes. So when he does make the mistake, it's like, oh, man, that was horrific. But he's but also, also doing a lot of little people things are looking too. at him. They're, they're, people are looking for it. Yeah. Right. Like they want to be like, see what Sweeney did again. See what it's, he's it's done. a lot like what people did with Brandon Carlo the last couple of years. Everything he yeah. does, you know, I am yeah, a drinking Carlo's game like of every time he falls. When you don't put up numbers like offensive numbers in today's NHL and you're a defenseman and you make the odd mistake that usually the puck ends up in the back of your net, then you're just going to get shit on by everybody. Like that's just going to happen. And I think that's the case with Forbert. Like he's never going to put up a ton of points, but he's going to do a lot. He's going to play a lot of those dirty minutes. You don't want guys like Matt Grizzlick having to play. Um, But when he does make the mistake, it's going to, it's very much, uh, going to stand out and look horrific. Um, again, I did. Was I like fired up about the forward signing? No, but I mean, I think he'll be fine. Me? It's just about what is your expectation for this dude? Like, what do you really want, and what do you kind of like determine is like a successful signing in Derek Forbert? So I think if you temper expectations, he'll be fine. Like, he's not going to be some like killer where it's like we can't win this game because Derek Forbert's on the ice. Um I, I, I took, they, they off. I took work games. off the day he signed them. Like I, I was popping <laughs> champagne. Derek anyway. Forsbrand Forbart. Jesus. So do you think that this hockey club come playoff time Besides having Tuka Rask and then and I think we all agree that's happening. That's I, the people that don't think that's happening is just that's a weird one. That's like 
It's just weird, weird take. But uh, do you think David Krejci comes back? Nope. Nope. Yeah, no, he wants his kids very happy. I don't think I don't think it has anything to do with that. I also think it has to do with I don't know, how he clears waivers is beyond me. Like, just well, like, I think you. Well, he just has to do what Spezza did. Say I'm not going to play anywhere Spezza, else. Yeah, he like if you so want to sign if me, the I'm Bruins are number one in their division, they're clicking, they're killing it. And they approach him and his season's done. Hey, you want to come here and play for two months? You think he does it? I honestly have no idea. It's a tough, I think it's a tough one right now. And he's pretty much said that he's not coming back. But when, when the team continues to over and over again, say the door's open, it's a weird one to me when he says he's happy, he's with his family. But as I I asked my dad about this one, I said, well, what would you do in this situation? And he was like, He's going to say everything he's going to say right now. But when his season's done and he's sitting there and he's not playing hockey and he has a chance to go play hockey, he might have a different decision in his head where he's like, all right, mm-hmm. I can I can say to my wife, you know what, I'm going to – you stay here with the kids. I'm going to go for two months. I'll be right back. And it could be like, hey, I'm just going to do this one more time because the team's playing very well and I can go have a chance at winning a cup here and I'm going to go. But he goes, if the team isn't playing well – it has, it has to be the perfect storm, my dad explained. He was like, it would have to be the perfect storm because it looks like he left for very good reasons. Mm-hmm. But if there is enough reasons to come back, like, you know, he gets the Bergeron phone call. He gets the Marshy phone call. He gets the pasta phone call. And the team is, like, so close. You know what I mean? Like, they've, they've picked we- up that other defense. They've picked up another guy on the fourth line. They've, they've done all these pieces, and they're like, Krejci, just come here for nothing. Come play. You know how like people post on social media, they're like, uh, you know, senators and representatives uh, like phone numbers or like call them and tell them to vote this way or something. We should do that with David Krejci. Somebody gets his number. We put it out on Twitter Jesus. and every Bruins fan on Twitter. Just yeah, he'll gives never him a call. I, I, I think I'm, I'm more leaning to the maybe than the no. I, I think it would be um, the situational. I, I truly believe this is Tuka Rast's last season in the NHL. And I do okay. also believe that if the team is poised to make a deep cup run, then David Krejci will come back. If they're not, he won't come back. There's no reason for him to, because he won't be bringing his family this time. So if he comes back, he's so going like, to be away from his, his family. So you're saying like, if they're absolutely rolling, they look like a top, whatever team, the NHL. And they ask him to come saying? back. If they ask him to come back, yeah, I think he will come back. I, I just wonder what you do with the lineup in that situation. Obviously, you, you, you don't, you don't see, but if they're rolling, you like, you know what but I mean? As Bruce said, it doesn't make it. David Krejci would be the only addition that wouldn't change anything, regardless of how good the team was playing. He said it, and he's not wrong. The guy knows no, the I system. Know. He's played with the team. Him coming back doesn't affect chemistry. It actually changes it and makes it more positive. I don't think it affects the chemistry in any way. It could affect the confidence of, like, say, Charlie Coyle's playing very well. Um, but I think also Charlie Coyle is a professional athlete and would be like, I just want to win a cup. And he uh, also knows that's his very yeah. next season too. But that's, that's once again, has to be a perfect storm. I'm that's why I'm leaning on a maybe it all depends on how team is playing. But other than that, I don't think, I think I agree with you. I don't think he's coming back. I, I just don't see it. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. He left for reasons. I've, I've watched a terrifying amount of his games. Yeah, uh, we've seen the highlights. I know. 
Well, I, well, I'm usually wa- there's like three or four kids in that league that I want to watch anyways, and then it's just an added bonus that I can I have hockey TV so I can watch him play. Tell you what, that dude looks very happy with where he is right now, and he is lighting that league on fire. Yes, so, but I don't even know if you would want to. There's a difference when that season's over and he's not playing hockey. Right. So that's that, that's yeah. It, that's the thing. Like, remember, he's not. It's not like he's um over the hill like joe thornton playing it in florida and just, you know thornton's the same age as me like get over yourself stop playing hockey um or does <laughs> dano chara trying to relive the glory days looking like the worst defenseman in the league right now um it's just it's a totally different thing david krejci could still add to this hockey club and if it's all ifs if the team's playing well if they got nothing going on like if if he can if he could help them I think they make phone calls and they try and persuade him to come back. If Say, it, hey, you can come for two. Months. I certainly wouldn't be is, mad if he came back. <laughs> is Krejci just, just like a sucker for a phone call? I'm not saying he's a sucker for a phone call, but I think we've all learned that, uh, as Nick Felino said, a phone call from Patrice Bergeron goes a long way. Mm-hmm. We all know this. It works everywhere. Taylor Hall, what did he say? I talked to Bergeron over the summer. All of a sudden, Taylor Hall resigns. He's like, I really, the best was in Toronto here. They're all like, oh, Taylor Hall's coming here. And I love when Taylor Hall signed with Boston. He was like, Toronto was not on my radar. I was like, hey, like, seriously. The amount of times I heard Taylor Hall was going to be a Leaf, and he was like, Toronto was the, Boston I was his number one I choice. Didn't really, I heard it like once. It like circulated it on my Twitter feed like once, and then it disappeared. But I guess you're you're north of the border. So oh, every day, sure every day. Was... Taylor Hall's a Boston, uh, Toronto, I believe. I'm like, this makes no sense. So in the Atlantic division, who does anybody here think the Boston Bruins could win this division? No. Yes. Um. The, I mean, they could. Anything can happen. No. 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 I. I don't. I don't have them favored that way. Same. Colin, reasoning. I think every team in this division has like. I can see any of those top four teams win the division. It's one of the like the Atlantic is weird, where it's like the top four teams are among the top what ten in the NHL. Yep. And then the bottom four teams are just very much not in the top 10 the NHL. Um, I think that all these teams are a lot more even than people want to say. I think I think there are a lot of people in the Bruins. I just hate the league. That's just world. different. Yeah, but they still have. They're good. I mean, they're, they're, no, they're very good. They're just, you know, they've got a sexual predator as their best yeah. player. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. That, that's always. I said it out loud. Tough. He's a terrible person. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I, oh, Joel, actually, let's go two two. Um, But I think all four teams have. He's amazing. Could he be awesome, Bruin, please? I want him. No, he just signed signed an eight year deal. So he is awesome with a full no move. Could they just, oh, he's amazing. But Boston's cool. It's kind of like Minnesota, like it's the other American hockey city. Uh, Detroit's there as well. He, I honestly, he's one of the most underrated players in the NHL by far. Who? Eric's an ex. Not even close. Not anymore. Just, now everyone knows. It was last yeah, year. Yeah, they don't though. I don't think year. they do though. I, I don't think they do though. It's it's him and Jonathan Huberdeau where they, they just don't get enough credit. I think Huberdeau gets more than enough Huberdeau. now. Yeah, no, Huberdeau's definitely I think no, not with NHL.com didn't even put him in the top ten again. I'm like just like Jesus Christ, guys. Huberdeau is in the a, league? Yeah, like Huberdeau's a stud. Yeah, I don't know if he's top ten in the league. Yeah. It's close. Oh, he's very twenty. He's right up there. Here we go, Felino. Is he fighting? He's fighting. Let's go. 
Oh, he jumped. For, what was that? Oh, okay. Take that back. What the hell was that? He jumped in the air to punch Dylan in the face. What are you doing? <laughs> You're an idiot. Anyways. I, th- I think it would be kind of like what you were saying earlier, Court, a perfect storm in order mm-hmm. that, for that to happen. I think you need, you need cold streaks for the other teams in a hot streak, like a 19-game point streak. Tampa could be um, a cold streak. They're goalies like playing poo poo. And obviously, hockey is very much like that. There's random hot streaks and cold streaks everywhere all over the season. That's why it's so fun. Um, so, who's that, the Bruins? That's how you can have a last place team going on and winning the cup. But I think you need to really click because I think the Bruins get very streaky. Like, just I feel that Every 19 game point streak was, was it 19 games that? That's just the number that rings out to me. Think so. All right, cool. So it's a 19 game point streak officially. Um, because <laughs> well, Colin usually right didn't that call, jump was a little, little weird. Around. Can we be honest? No, that was ve- he was going for the uh BX Superman punch. Mm. Continue, Drew. They just need to get on a really hot streak like that because they don't too often. And I think it, it's very situational. I think they need to still stay healthy because I mean, yeah, as things are right now, can't rely on that fourth line. If someone on that third line goes down or above, then that third line is starting to shift up. And uh, yeah, then the depth's gone and you can't, you can't have those hot streaks without good depth because you know, the, the first line isn't just going to carry them for 82 games, you know? So final predictions, Mr. Spoke Z or AKA Colin, AKA, Dom's agent, oh, aka Tony's lackey, assistant but, to the regional uh, manager. Yeah, yeah honestly, Dwayne <laughs> right here. Where do the Boston Ruins finish in their division? I I just threw them at second. Okay. I think, um, like I said, if any four of or if one of the Toronto, Boston, Tampa, or Florida won that division, I it would be not surprising to me. Like I'm like, oh my god, that's crazy that they just won the division. Um, but I'm gonna t- I'm just gonna bet on them bolstering their bottom six with guys that can actually score. Jake mm-hmm. DeBrusque having that bounce back year, and I'm gonna bet on that first line doing what they do every single year. Um, so I took them second. Then I had Tampa first, but I, I don't really know how I feel about Tampa losing their whole third line. That was really at times like their first line. Whenever mm-hmm. they needed anything to happen in the playoffs, they need to shut someone down. First guys they threw over the board was the Goudreau, Coleman, uh, and Gord line. So, but I just threw the Bruins a second because I feel like being an optimist because uh, Bruins Twitter is miserable. Um, so that's what I did. Yeah, yeah, I'm never there anymore. I, I every now and then. Drew, where you got him? When we did our predictions, I had him at fourth. Um, I could see it being third. I think, like we were saying, there are ways for them to to go higher, but I really think you got Tampa, you got Toronto, you got Florida. I think they lose out to two of those three teams in terms of the standings. I don't necessarily mean a playoff series. Um, so because Florida, I, I've felt it like every single season for the past three seasons, but Florida is going to be a good team this year. They are finally going to get back into the playoffs. 
Um, winning the cup sometime in the near future, I don't know, but I definitely think they're a playoff team this year. Um, so this division's scary. I, it, you know, normally I'd say Bruins top two, but I'm not super confident in that right now. My Fair thing enough. with Florida is you're betting on in. Bob Bob to either not shit the bed or you're betting on the rookie goaltender to do it, and that's the only thing that like gave me pause. But you could say the same thing about Boston huh. too. <laughs> pause. <laughs> Panthers. Huh. Mm. Uh. Wow. Oh, <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was turpentine going down my throat. Oh my goodness gracious! Is that a good note to end it on? Or are you going to give your your prediction, Court? I I'm losing my voice. Jesus. <laughs> um, I got Bruins in third. I, I I can't. You know what? Actually, I'm going to change my vote. I have Bruins taking the division because the Tampa Bay Lightning just won two cups, and anytime they are a team that can miss the playoffs, they've proven it time and time and again that they can just out of nowhere just miss the playoffs. So I've got the Bruins taking the division. Uh, Love it. <laughs> awesome. That means the Leafs will make the playoffs. Oh, I hate my pick. Ah. One last thing before you wrap up. Um, Colin, do you play Chell? No. Have you ever played <laughs> Colin Chell? doesn't play video games at all. I have played. What's the last Chell you played? When's the last time you played some, some good old Chell? It's been a couple months, uh, several months. Oh, I was hoping it was going to be like five years and you could talk about some classic shit. Right, no, there. that would be very funny if it was like, yeah, like, you know, 08, you know, NHL 2008 was, mm-hmm. that was the last one on the original Xbox. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I didn't even have 08. I had uh, 07. I was in that stage where I just, you know, I got them every once in a while. Now I get them every year, but because uh, I'm a sucker like that um, and they change the game somewhat. Um, Court, maybe that's something we should talk about on your podcast. Hint, hint, wink, wink, plug your shit. Sure, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have other podcasts. Um, Colin, you do too. You can plug yours after. I have three dads in a console. Uh, it is three Burns fans. That's not that- even the name of his podcast. He just has three dads and he has a, a video game console. He's just saying that. You know, <laughs> Aww, honey, Vaughn, don't do that. It is the name. We have Pazell56X. <laughs> From, formerly known um, from Days of Yore. So people out there that like the Days of Yore. It's, it's Pez from the Days of Yore. And then we have Mr. Wobble Plays, who is a huge, huge NHL 22 streamer. Uh, he streams Chell all the time. If you follow him, he will be doing giveaways for NHL 22. He's got lots and lots of codes to give away. Lots and lots of chances to win those codes. And I also do a Xbox podcast called Assemble XP that uh, is also on YouTube. Um, you can find us at on YouTube at Assemble XP, uh, and uh, yeah. So uh, video games. I I I went from uh, Bruins Twitter, which is as Colin um, has already pointed out, is miserable, to um, video game Twitter, which is just a bunch of people just having fun out of nowhere. They, no one no one gets mad at each other. No one like tells other other people off. It's like weird. It's I don't understand. It's like hey, you can throw an opinion. Like cool man, yeah, I like the game, but cool that you don't. That's cool. But like Bruins Twitter is like, you, you're an idiot. What's wrong with you? 
don't you agree with me? I looked up all these stats and I have all these math problems and equations to tell you you're wrong all the time. Yeah, shut up. No one cares. You know, that's the best part. I don't Get care there. anymore. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm, I don't care anymore. I don't care what people think. I don't care. Court, court retired from Bruins Twitter. So no, no, no. Just, I didn't you know, retire from locked, Bruins Twitter. He's, he's, he's I selectively, retired. I selectively speak to certain individuals, and that's it. He's retired and has so much time on his hands, and now he just plays video games all day. Yeah, I play a lot of video games. I also hey, on that on that note though, the reason I don't like I didn't I was like yeah I could put the Bruins first or second I don't really give a shit like why is everyone so afraid of being wrong and then getting dunked on like I don't like who cares like I'm I, literally ninety percent of the shit I say on a daily basis is wildly incorrect in the end and I, <laughs> I, mean, I don't care. Like, on that I note, give a shit. I'm on my second like, wife. Why do people care? I'm on my second wife, and I'm wrong daily. Actually, yep. I'm wrong by the minute. My wife is here all the time. Her office is She's right winning. beside mine. I'm just always wrong. And you know yeah. what? That's okay. I'm wrong yeah, all the time. Cares? I'm in a chat with Dom and Colin. I'm never right. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> I am never right. Unless I That's literally... Okay, I'm right about video games. <laughs> you are right about video games. You nailed that. And that's why you should listen to Three Dads and it's a console. console and assemble XP. Uh, but Colin, honestly, can you give as long your as your podcast? Yeah, Wait, Colin's got podcast. Colin, can you give uh, a plug as long as uh, Quartz just got? I think we got to do you know equal time. Fair enough. Uh, so you got about three minutes that you have to talk. Wow, that was an insult. Three, I'm not going to do three minutes. I'm I'll just kidding. tell you that. Uh, if you already subscribe to the Soda Pod, uh, you'll hear my voice every Tuesday. My I decided to call it Judd's Buds with Z's because <laughs> the director of scouting for the Minnesota Wild is Judd Brackett. And I decided that he was probably buddies with all of the, the kids that he drafts. So it's Judd's Buds every Tuesday, Soda Pod. And then me and Anthony are f- hopefully going to finish episode one of the podcast for Tony. Bruins Network. Hey, will yes, you do Tony. that episode? Can we do it like uh, what I've decided to do for the New Bruins Network podcast? I'm uh, I'm going to have a timer, and I'm going each week after each episode. I'm going to tweet out the amount of minutes Colin got to speak, and the amount of minutes that the podcast the length is, and we'll see. We, how gave, we gave a dry run. We gave it a dry run, and it was we we were both blabbering pretty good when it was really our okay. To talk. Fair enough. Oh yeah, okay. we both we well, both went on and on. Because I know Tony, it was, it was Tony won't aggressive. listen to this, so we'll no. see. We'll see. I will time. I will listen yeah. to every episode. I will time, and we'll see how quickly Mister Anthony Katowski gets really pissed off at me. We'll see how quickly that is. We'll see. I love him though. Find I love out. you, Anthony. I just uh, we'll find out. Beauty. I've never. Been I doubt he listens to me. this podcast. Wait, hey, I talk a lot, <laughs> but Anthony, wow, love you. Oh, I've had four scotches. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> that, that's the out that we're going out with. That. Good night. I've had like four scotches. I'm going to have one more. But... Well, I'm going to have to get some calls.